Hello and welcome to episode 58 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, everybody shout and shimmy, it's Adam and Grace. <laughs> How are you both? All good. Pretty good, pretty good. How are you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright, yeah. I'm a bit tired, but you know, can't mm. complain, can't complain. It feels like it's been three days since we did the last record. <laughs> it but, has very um, possibly been three days. Yeah, when did we do it on Tuesday or Wednesday? <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday night. And it's now Saturday. So it's been a, a quick turnaround. But it's uh it's good, isn't it? And the guys, this is the last one we're gonna do. Like not in the same room. Speak which is pretty great. Cool. Come on. Hopefully that Indian variant can bog off mm. and, you know, we can just get get out of lockdown. And, you know, every time Boris is on the TV, it just makes me shiver. You know, I just <laughs> shiver. Scared, scared for me life. But, um, the angel of death. <laughs> literally, literally putting blood around my doorposts and everything <laughs> just, to, just so he doesn't come round. You know what I mean? Hope we can just like stick it on like the M6 where it like goes past Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Just leave him down there. Send it to the sea. That's it. I don't yeah. think he'd come this far. <laughs> I don't think no. he'd make it past Birmingham. No, he wouldn't. That's it. Before Bale alive. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this time next week we'll be like recording in person, which should be yeah. exciting. But uh, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But that's exciting. Guys, I don't think we have any admin, unless <laughs> anyone has any rogue things they just want to throw out. <laughs> Maybe we just get straight oh, to the history. Oh, Adam's got one. Got something. Got something. <laughs> Guys, it's a, it's a correction and a clarification from last of week. Of course. Oh, absolute classic, this. Absolute we should have these every week. Adam, we apologise. <laughs> I'm not apologising this one. I'm just, I'm changing my mind. Oh. oh. That um, Jacob Collier album. Pretty darn good. <laughs> oh, I'm not I think it's really good. Why? Who likes it? it? Who have you met that likes it now? No one. Myself. I met myself. Well, wow. I looked in the mirror and went, "Hey, you." I still wow. don't like his voice, but that album is a lot better than I think I gave it credit for. So, mm. yeah, top, top, top banana. I might even listen to it more. Who knows? Mm. Um, what, what albums? Have we listened to where the weeks after we've gone? I was a bit harsh about that. The um, that, that's what Adam did there. The the what was the first one that we did? Yeah, the zombies album. The zombies album. I still listen to to parts Me of too. that. Me <laughs> you know I too. Mean? After we we really didn't give it a glowing review on the first one. I think because we were nervous. You know, I mean, we that's didn't know it. what we were doing. But finding our feet. Finding our feet. Finding our groove. Finding our sound. Um, that was I, a sick yeah. album, wasn't it? It's a really good album. Really good album. Yeah, Grace. Any of the you think I was a bit harsh about that? I feel like Grace is gonna go. No, I feel like <laughs> no. I Every can't remember what we did good. yesterday. Never mind what we recorded like twenty weeks ago. Got no idea what day it is, pals. <laughs> Amazing. That I am. Um, that's what I call Adam the folklore rule. Right, I like. That. I I like folklore a lot more than I gave credit on this podcast. Woo-hoo. A lot, lot more. And uh, another one is um, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. No, that's Still listen to that. 
That's by still, Lana Del Rey. That's still shocking. <laughs> I never thought that was that bad. I liked it. No, I, I thought it was but great. Absolutely, I really was. like it. But um, yeah, but that one I was kind of like. Sometimes you don't want to like upset, not upset people, but you want to be like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's not as bad as I think. Mm. So I go, oh, maybe you know. But mm. you know, we all mature at different rates. We all mature. <laughs> One of the biggest successes for me was when we listened to Tierra Whack and you guys loved it. That was that was a big moment for me. Not listened to it since, but it was pretty good. <laughs> that fifteen minute hit of an album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> we have listened to a lot of good music, haven't we? Because like Exodus by Bob Marley was great. Mm. But we've also listened to a lot of really bad music. Just mm. The, people the bad ones cloud it. They ruin it for it the did. whole bunch. It's it's that classic human psychology. Negativity speaks louder. Mm. Uh, we can't mm. have that, but it's just, <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. It's sad, isn't it? It's sad. We put a real... Adam started with a like clarification. I know, yeah. A positive, and we've just turned it Sorry. into a negative. A real downer. But, um, no, Adam, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we should re- redo the first one again. Imagine, like... We st- we did this whole thing again, right? Once we got so right, we- <laughs> and we just started doing the same albums over again. You know what I mean? That'd be instead mad, of reviewing it? the album, we review what we said about the album. <laughs> we review- yeah, we review our performance. <laughs> there I would al- be more swear words there. I tell you, I, I always give myself a ten out of ten. I, I bring it. I bring the solid, solid stuff. Fair enough. I mean, I will say that first time that I said vanilla on the podcast did make me giggle when i listened back <laughs> when i tried to put on like this um basque accent you know <laughs> el fidijo like this or something crazy why do you sound why you sound welsh el vanilo el <laughs> isn't that where the basque country is I yeah pretty much <laughs> just just past cardigan <laughs> like close to conway i miss wales man i could think about wales all week I've been thinking I've about been going there. up a mountain. I've just been, mate. It's, it is what it is. Still there. Still there. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Should we crack on? Let's plow on. Plow right on. Adam, you're going to give us mm. some history on 1963? No. 1962? I, no. I decided oh. we're going to do a James Brown bio. Oh, a James That's Brown what I've bio. Decided. So, Come on. here we go. So... Bit of biography on James Joseph Brown, because uh, that is his full name. He was born third of May, nineteen thirty-three. Uh, he was, as we probably know, but if you didn't, an American singer, songwriter, dancer, musician, uh, record producer, and band leader. So a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies. <laughs> um, mostly musical pies, though. Uh, the central progenitor. Good word of funk music and a major figure of the 20th century, uh, a major figure of 20th century music. He's often referred to by many honorific nicknames, such as Godfather of Soul, Mr. Dynamite, Soul Brother Number One, the hardest working man in show business, things like that. Mm. Imagine Uh, being Soul Brother Number Seven. (laughs) Just like well, well down the pecking order. It gets more sad the higher up you go. Oh, I'm soul brother number six hundred and thirty-four. <laughs> like, that's, that's nothing. 
you, you, you're barely a, a note. Um, <laughs> he had a career that lasted over 50 years and he influenced the development of several music genres. So let's take it all the way back to May 3rd, 1933 in Barnwell, South Carolina. I'm going to say now, I apologize if you hear your town name and I say it wrong. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. But this is the only apology you'll get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can pull me up on it. I'll only apologize a few weeks later. So, <laughs> And if you live in Tupelo, I'm sorry. It is what it is. So Barnwell, South Carolina. <laughs> Um, James Brown was born to a 16-year-old Susie uh, and 21-year-old Joseph Gardner Brown um, in a small wooden shack. Um, so not super rich. So Brown's name was supposed to have been Joseph James Brown Jr. Um, but his first and middle names were mistakenly reversed on his birth certificate. So one of those happy accents where he we could have been talking about Joseph Brown, Joe Brown, but no, James Brown. Um, he later legally changed his name to Remove Junior. Um, and in his autobiography, uh, Brown stated that he had Chinese and Native American ancestry and that his father was of mixed African-American and Native American descent, while his mother was of mixed African-American and Asian descent. So a lovely melting pot of all sorts going on there. We'll Why didn't he want to be Junior? Do we know? Um, no, I don't know. Um... Haven't looked at it. I don't think there's... M- oh, actually, yeah, we'll find out in a moment. Oh, oh. <laughs> sort of. I, we're gonna say, I'm going to say something which probably leads to why he would want to remove himself from... Hold your horses, guys. Mm. Store them horses in a barn. Mm. Take the saddle off. Take the bridle off. Put that Dismount. weird little coat on them. Dismount. Um, so the Brown Dismount. family... <laughs> the Brown family lived in extreme poverty in Elko, South Carolina, which was very impoverished. Uh, a small little impoverished town at the time. Uh, they later moved to Augusta, Georgia. So far, so good with the names, I feel. Uh, when James was four or five, uh, his family settled at one of his aunt's brothels, which I'm sure was a, a lively childhood. Um, they later moved into a house shared with another aunt. Uh, Brown's mother eventually left the family after a contentious and abusive marriage and moved to New York. Uh, so probably why he wants to distance himself. Yeah. From his father, not be junior. Um, James Brown spent long stretches of time on his own as a child, hanging out in the streets and hustling to get by. Uh, and he managed to stay in school until the sixth grade. No idea what age that is, but year seven, I think. Year seven, so that's thirteen, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, twelve, thirteen. Uh, he began singing in talent shows, which always seems to be the way when we're talking about these uh, artists from the 20th century. They always seem to start in talent shows. So every day must have been a talent show in America. Every <laughs> single day. Um, they love it. They love a talent show. Discover that talent. Whereas we we didn't really have. Although we had opportunity knocks yeah, in the 60s. Um, so yeah, so he began singing in talent shows as a young child, first appearing at Augusta's Lennox Theatre in 1944, winning the show after singing the ballad So Long. Uh, while in Augusta, Brown performed book dances to cha- uh, for change to entertain troops from Camp, Gar- Camp Gordon. I can't speak from Camp Gordon at the start of World War Two as their convoys travelled over a canal bridge near his aunt's home. So he's dancing away, he's singing away, um, and also he learned to, to play the piano, guitar, and harmonica during this period. So he's starting to become the musician that we all know. 
Uh, he became inspired to become an entertainer after hearing Caledonia by Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five. Ever heard of Louis Jordan, either of you? And his Timpani nope. Five? Uncultured. That's what you both are. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of him either. Um, <laughs> so, Brown began his career as a gospel singer in Taco, Georgia. I'm going to say it's called Taco. It's T. Uh, oh, Taco. Maybe it's Taco. It's T O double C. Ayo, that's taco, isn't it? Can we agree? Sounded tasty for the moment. Toco. 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 Going loco down in Toco Poco. Imagine, right, imagine we did a podcast on like Eastern music. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this is like West America. We just can't even pronounce anything. But imagine we were like talking about (laughs) actual things we couldn't pronounce. I'd probably have to doing them. (laughs) We'd have been taken off the air. Yeah. If someone from Georgia um, could just correct me on... He came to national public attention in the mid-1950s as the lead singer of The Famous Flames, a rhythm and blues vocal group founded by Bobby Bed, who he met, I believe, when he was in a young offenders, not a prison, but a like an institution. Um, he met I've worked in one of them. Like not good fun places filled got, with joy and laughter yeah i've got a lot of stories i can tell you oh, sorry. for another time for another time okay <laughs> so yeah, he joins this uh rhythm and blues vocal group um with the hit ballads please 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 and try me brown built a reputation as a tireless live performer with the famous flames and his backing band sometimes known as the james brown band or the james brown orchestra uh, his success peaked in the 1960s with the live album Live at the Apollo, which we're going to talk about, and hit singles such as Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. That's what you got to do every time you say that. Um, I Got You, I Feel Good. You know that one. And It's a Man's, Man's, Man's World. Brilliant. Which was brilliantly sampled by Alicia Keys in Fallen. Love that song. Um. Just to go on a little bit more before we talk about the album about Brown's life. Uh, during the late 60s, Brown moved from a continuum of blues and gospel-based forms and styles to a profoundly Africanized approach to music making, emphasizing stripped-down interlocking rhythms that influenced the development of funk music. So it's all coming through, Mr. Brown. Uh, by the early 1970s, Brown had fully established the funk sound after the formation of the JBs, with records such as Get Up, I Feel Like Being a Sex Machine, and The Payback. He also became noted for songs of social commentary, including the 1960 hit Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. Love that. Brown continued to perform and record until his death from pneumonia in 2006, so he really was the hardest working man in music. Uh, Brown recorded 17 singles that reached number one on the Billboard R&B charge. Charge? charts uh, he also holds the record for the most singles listed on the billboard hot 100 charts that did not reach number one so he had lots of hits not all of them were number ones but he had lots of them uh, brown was inducted into the first class of the rhythm and blues music hall of fame in 2013 as an artist and then in 2017 as a songwriter uh, he also received honours from several other institutions, including inductions into the Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Uh, Joel Whitburn's analysis of the Billboard R&B charts from 1942 to 2010. I'm sorry, in Joel Whitburn's analysis of the Billboard R&B charts from 1942 to 2010, Brown is ranked number one 
in the top 500 artists, uh, and he is ranked seventh on Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest artists of all times. He truly left an indelible mark on the history of music uh, and in the history of America and the world. Uh, James Brown, what a legend. Brilliant. Some notable albums that came out mm. in this same year. <laughs> Guys, they don't get much bigger than these oh. albums. Wow. Please Please Me by The Beatles. Ooh. Come on. With The Beatles by The Beatles. Incredible. Another two albums. Easy. Uh, the Freewheeling Bob Dylan. Great one. Night Beats mm. by Sam Cooke. Surfer Girl. The Beach Boys and In Dreams, Roy Orbison. There's three albums that we've either looked at or gonna look at mm. in this year. You know what I mean? In this big boy year. Big boy. Big Packed time. in tight. Packed in tight. So, will it live up? You know, that's the question. Shall we crack on? Get straight to it? Okay. I wonder, Let's Grace, crack. what do you think of this album? Oh, straight to me. Okay. <laughs> This album is just stunning. It's just stunning. I mean, James Brown. It's James Brown, isn't it, really? Let's be honest. Find me a bad James Brown album. Um, it's just, it's so clean. The band is so clean and so tight, yet they're still, like, rough and ready. You know what I mean? You can hear that rawness, but it's so tight. And it's just a big, energetic, like, it sounds weird. It's a sweaty album, right? Sounds weird. But you could just <laughs> tell that the vibe there, like a big live performance, everyone's sweating. The band's sweating. They're going off. It's lit. Everyone's, it's just a sweaty, energetic time. I'm not sure I'm going to like it as much <laughs> after I've heard your description of it. <laughs> Two words to describe this album. Energy, sweat. Sweaty <laughs> <laughs> so <wet> energy. <laughs> Uh, but it's no, and even the recording of it, the quality of the recording, considering it's a live performance at the start of the 60s, the quality of the sound, incredible. Hey, Grace, I got, I got to say, right, early on you called us out about like how you don't like some 60, early 60s recordings, right? Uh, yeah. And, and when I heard this, I was like, hmm. Maybe I, maybe Grace has got a point because this because this because this sounds amazing, you know. Like, mm, but those other things. So all those. What I mean is, those other things are like in a studio context, and they sound as good as this live album. So maybe mm. this album has something. Yeah. I mean, this is a live album. How does this yeah. sound so good? It's amazing. How, like how? And how the is fact that, even that possible? Like they've still got the the feedback from the crowd. They still got all the screaming and everything. But it never takes away from the album. It never overshadows anything. You can hear everything crystal clear at all times. There's no it's well like. Well mixed, isn't it? It's well it's, mixed. It's just amazing. Very well mixed. To think, yes, start of the sixties, a live performance, amazing. I might even say this album sounds better, like mix wise than Please Please Me. Mm. You know, and but that's and a lot of the Beatles stuff. Not a lot of the real stuff. No, no. We're going too far. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater But but this is an Im absolutely impressive. Think about all the things that like didn't exist when this came out. Like a PA system wasn't really a thing. You know, it was like all old school and stuff. Just straight into amplifiers. 
No, this is before Overdrive even existed. It's before so like loads of microphones existed. You know, they started building all those things because the Beatles like were playing stadiums, and this mm. is before that. You know what I mean? This sounds. If you compare this to like the cat, some of the cavern recordings we got, it's not even comparable. You know, not even comparable. It's amazing. Mm. So the people who who put this together, the little technical team on this album, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. And then it means for me, so the screaming on it, I think, makes it better from the crowd. Mm, it makes you feel like you're part of that live performance, like you're there. Mm. It like adds to the energy of it because it's so high energy this album, but it, the screaming adds the energy without you. You're not there like oh what he said I can't shut up I can't hear. It like adds to it and you're like in the vibe. You're like part of the crowd. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I love it. Love it. Um, love the instrumental bridges. I just think there aren't many. Like, there aren't many popular albums, like R&B and blues and things, where you would just stop for an instrumental break or an instrumental bridge, as they put it in the album. Um, I love it. I love the diversity of, of the songs that go on. You've got ballads, you've got slow, reflective numbers, and then you've got mental high-energy ones like Think. Think is an absolute cracker. Mm. Absolute belter. Um. Yeah, I just don't think a single one of them, a single track on here is bad. If anything, Lost Someone could do with being a little bit shorter. Could do with just having a smidge of the time shaving off a 10-minute track there. But <laughs> James Brown. You know all the way that, what, that wasn't on our version. We couldn't listen because we were on Apple Music. We couldn't listen to Lost Someone. Uh, <sighs> funnily enough, I was just having a look. That track often gets lost. Or used to get lost, lost when they um, when they used to play because they used to play. Um, so R and B DJs often would play side one in its entirety, pausing usually mm. to kind of insert commercials, only to return to play side two in full. And the side break occurred in the middle of the long track, lost someone. So like I think that track often got split up, and I think some bits used to get lost in that when they used to just like we're gonna take a break now because that's a really long track. <laughs> it's interest, yeah, interesting, interesting, but. That track is clearly like a, a good place to take a break. <laughs> I wonder where people take a break in Alvanilla. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, nowhere they take us everywhere. You don't you don't pause Alvanilla. They take, take a, a break, break from life for Alvanilla. Right. Hello. Right. Come on. Right. Um but yes, yeah, so it's a bit of a long one, ten minutes, bit of a slog. But again, you're having fun the whole time. It's James Brown in it. Give me ten minutes of him, it's all good. Because the whole album itself is only 31 minutes long. Yeah. So, you know, <coughs> you're in a good mood by this point, so you can put up with the 10 minutes, you know. Um, but Belters, I think my faves on this album have got to be Try Me and Think, which feels like a cop-out because they're like the biggest singles from the album anyway. But they are the best, in my opinion. Fair. They're a hit for a reason. They're a single exactly. for a reason, you know. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Adam, what do you think of this album? I pretty much agree with everything Grace said. You can really hear how tireless a performer James Brown was. He doesn't stop during this album. And because we're only listening to it, we can't see it. But I imagine the bits where he's not singing, guarantee he's dancing or interacting with the crowd, doing something. Must be. And just like to hear, I think it's, like I say, really well mixed. You can hear the crowd 
you know, talking to him. God screaming to him. One woman just screams out loud at one point. I think during um, lost someone or something like that. She just screams, and um, and it, it's in, yeah, in lost someone where he's interacting with the crowd and being like, "You've lost someone." You it reminded me of uh, De- like something like Derek Akara. Like I can sense someone's lost someone. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that. That's what reminds me. I'm getting away. Getting away. Um, but yeah, but like it's just amazing and just to think of the many artists who we kind of, like, famous frontmen. Freddie Mercury mainly comes to mind of how we used to kind of interact with the crowds and used to, you know, talk to him and stuff like that. And But James Brown's on another level. Just, you can take, you can hear the devotion from the fans and you can hear him giving something back to them um, with just how he's really getting down. It's incredible. Uh, the band are really good, really tight. Um, that intro was amazing where it's just like we're going to do cool, this one and, and it just goes and goes and goes um, incredible um, his yeah. name, does anyone get his name MC Fat Gonda does anyone get that yeah, what a Gonda, day yeah, yeah. <laughs> great name I wish more people would come back and just put Fats at the beginning of their name mm. <laughs> after Fats Domino passing away a few I feel back. like that's a that's a yeah, subculture of like Christian preacher names that we've missed that could have plausibly happened <laughs> and we've just missed like imagine you preach eternal maybe it's not as uh, honouring as a preacher would expect <laughs> ah well um, yeah. but yeah really good songs I enjoyed obviously last one think please 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 which I believe was a song that was inspired by um, Little Richard I think Little Richard wrote the title, please, 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 on a on a napkin, and James Brown had it, um, and was inspired to write a song. I think that's the story. Night Train was good. Um, love a love a, it's a good song about a train, <laughs> even if it's metaphorical. I'm all about it. Um, yeah, not much else to say. Grace, Grace perfectly summed it all up. That the band are tight, but they're also having fun. Um, they're all bouncing off each other. I don't think it meant much of it is improvised, but. I think part of it could be. I think they they could all be just having fun. Um, I feel like the trumpets sound really good on the album. Mm. Um, just so I've this that album little, sounds uh, amazing. I wonder really whether it's been as is because. Well, I was I w- trying to have a little look on on Wikipedia and that to see whether there's been any like overdubs. It doesn't say like remastered or anything. No, no. So the. Let's have a look. Despite its renowned and historical significance, Live at the Apollo was not reissued on CD until 1990 because the original master recordings had been misplaced. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and the available copies were not of high enough quality for a satisfactory CD release. So maybe something happened there um, where the copies mm-hmm. weren't as good, but the the master was. Um, I mean, let's just keep our eyes sitting the glasses on, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's good. It sounds amazing. It sounds really Stunning. good. Let's shout out to Tom Nola mm. and Chuck Seats who did the local engineering and the mastering because I tell you what, that's special, that. Absolutely, Absolutely. special. Good job. And whoever probably remastered it or, or remixed, you know, whatever happened there. Mm. Sounds good as well. It's quite a big band as well. Mm. Got vocals... You got 
some baritone and bass vocals, some keyboards. I've got loads of vocals, haven't we? And then from the Famous Flames. Then we've got trumpets, bass, drums, guitars, organs, saxophones. Imagine going on a tour with these trumpets. Just absolute. I bet it was a laugh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet it was good fun. bet it was absolutely mad. But it just sounds great, doesn't it? And it doesn't sound messy. It sounds super tight. Mm. Super, super tight. Mm. You know what I mean? So good. Grace, I think you're onto something about the uh, the live thing. It's it's good to hear the crowd, isn't it? We've been missing mm. the crowd thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Been a uh, adds to the experience. It does add to the experience. Listening to two live albums this week really made me feel good. You know what I mean? Mm. No pun intended. I'm James around there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so good. I don't really have much more to add. Just the energy was amazing. And the band was super tight, which has already been said. And the crowd are so important. Mm. Um, and just all the riffs, they're so tight. Mm. You know what I mean? They're just such, they're just so good. So good. Oh, such great all the album. hits, all the runs, like everything. It's all everything. stab, stab. Yeah. All the stabs, all the stabs. <laughs> yeah, so good. It was great fun to listen to. And, you know, mm. a nice little half an hour because I didn't have lost someone on my version. A little half an hour album. I can get behind it. Always. Spe- especially when the Hillsong album was two hours long. <laughs> so <laughs> could definitely could definitely get behind that. But um yeah, so good. Shall we take a break? And then mm. we'll come back and we'll compare it to Hillsong United's album. Amazing. Well welcome back. We are gonna talk about Hillsong United's latest album which is called The People Tour, live from Madison Square Garden. Come on. Uh, and Hillsong United is a worship band that originated as part of Hillsong Church in Australia, and it was formed in 1998. Come on. Wow. It's coming home. Wow. That's all I think about. It's that World Cup. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> In France, which we didn't win. Uh, And the band consists of several rotating worship leaders uh, from Hillsong, including Pastor Joel Houston, my guy, my hero. I love Joel Houston. Um, Taya Smith, uh, Matt Crocker, Jonathan Douglas, or JD, uh, as he's called, with two of his friends, you know, JD. Uh, Jad Giles and Benjamin Hastings. And they've been going for a long time. Uh, this is this is their fifteenth live album, which is pretty great, um, and yeah, it's the tour that they did for their album uh, People, which came out a couple of years ago, um, and you know, I don't know, I don't know if many people have heard of Hillsong United, but like they, I've heard them described as like the biggest band you've never heard of. Basically, mm. you know, they <laughs> like they basically fill out Madison Square Garden. And like all these big arenas or like stadium shows or whatever. And no one's ever heard of them because they do this worship stuff and stuff like that. And so they they are like probably the most successful or one of the most successful uh, like Christ, Christian bands in the world. Um, and they like specialize in like live worship settings, live music settings. And so I thought it'd be good to like, not just for because this is the kind of music that some of us listen to, but... um. You know, it's just a good sounding, in my opinion, a good sounding live sound. Um, 
And so, yeah, I thought, let's get some thoughts. It's pretty long. It's a pretty long album. There's songs that aren't just from the um, the last album, but I just cover like a wide range of like the last 20 years, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it and talk about this album. Did anyone manage to get all the way through it? I knew Adam wouldn't get through it. Oh, Grace, you didn't get through it either. No. How far How far did you get through? Because um, I, I think it gets better towards the end as well. I think you can dip out the middle and come back at the end. Well, you know I, what I, mean? like, well, I, I, yeah. I think most of the second half I had heard anyway. Mm. <clears throat> but this version or different versions? Uh, mm. well, I had well, most of them I'd heard yeah. the original version. Yeah, cool. So, so you, I, like, yeah. we were all pretty familiar with most songs, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, but I kind of dipped in and out of my favorite ones of the second half. You know what mm. I mean? Fair, cool. That's one. fair enough. That's yeah. fair enough. But um, yeah, I just want to see what kind of breath mm. we got through. But it was a long album, wasn't it? It's was pretty long. It is. But um, Grace, do you want to start us off? What did you think of this album? <clears throat> now this, right? So as I was listening to the album for the sake of this podcast it got me thinking right because we like go into these albums and like i don't know that but and not even just the quality of the sound just like the skill the technical skill of the musicians do you know what i mean how each thing sounds and that that doesn't sit well for me for a worship album because i just don't feel like that's why they were created in the first, but not that any album is created so that we could put it apart on the podcast. <laughs> um, well, like like picking it apart kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with me for a worship album, guys, I'm not going to lie. sits well um, with me. But... <laughs> it sits well with me as well. I'm, I'm more than fine. They're just humans. <laughs> Pull them apart. I think, yeah, I think I've been doing that for the last 20 years. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Every, every day. <laughs> um... But no, so I wasn't thinking too deeply about that when I was listening to it, right? Yeah, cool. Um, so you just had a different, like, when you approach this album, it was a different approach. Yeah. To the normal approach. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like to think, and I hope, that when they're producing albums like this, they're not thinking, I want to produce the world's best album. I do, you not th- do you not think that does not, do you not think, like, it's not for their own goal, though, but they go, like, like we want the lights to be sick, or we want the show to be sick. They like do, we like, want to like there's a, have there's the like best the whole concept music. of like excellence, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. But I would like to. And think you can just ask the... the question: Is this excellent? Yeah. And sometimes you go no, <laughs> in church. Not sometimes. <laughs> a lot of the time in church, you'd say no. Whereas yeah. I hit they. I think they hit such an excellence that it's mm. worth picking apart because you mm. won't go. Oh, they're a sham. You'll go. I learned quite a lot there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think if you were anyway. to pick this one apart, you'd have very good things to say. So I'm excited for what you've got to say, Matt. Come on. Uh, but I'll leave that to you. Adam isn't. See his face then. Did you see that? <laughs> Adam's like, I know what Matt's going to say. since you announced it last week. I know. He's just been... Like, <laughs> I know what Matt's going to say. He's going to rave about Pastor Joel for half an hour. <laughs> He's going to say he loves every bit of it. And now we're going to finish the podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a lot of absolutely stunning songs on this album. So will I. Oceans. Oceans, I don't know. I feel like it's been done a million times now. Some people have ruined it for me. Don't know. But it's still a great song. <laughs> like the heavy metal drummer. I love that. <laughs> the Ocean's heavy metal drummer. I love that. 
Um, oh, praise the name. The Stand, I Should Find Me. What a beautiful oh, name. I Should Find Me. Stunning. Stunning. Um, yeah. Another in the fire. Broken Vessel. Broken Vessel. Stunning. Lyrically. Um, yeah. There's a. It's just a jam-packed album of big big songs um and the fact that it is live i don't know there's something weird i think about a live worship album because there's so much of people saying i don't there's so much speaking and there's so much prophecy going on that sometimes can feel weird to just be listening to yeah i get that later on do you know what i mean um so yeah, so I don't know how that fits as something to listen back to retrospectively, but I don't. So know. you find like they could be words that still resonate with people. This might this might be just my opinion, but don't you think like Christian albums that aren't live are pretty dull? Uh, that's my experience. Is I mm-hmm. I find them quite boring. Mm-hmm. I can't that's think of the last good one. Mm-hmm. Like, and if I can think of one, it's probably by Hillsong. You know what I mean? I can't <laughs> think of a, another good Christian album that isn't mm-hmm. live. I, I think. It all comes down to the fact that these songs, especially Hillsong songs, it's always fun to say Hillsong songs, um, are they they write them? I feel like they write them. They used to write them for predominantly for them to be then be shared, um, you know, in other congregations. And I think that's what a lot of other worship, um, or Christian worship bands do, um, like your Maverick City Music and Elevation and all that. They, they write these songs not just so that they can be kept, you know, in the studio, but that they can then be done. So that's why I think they work so well in the live context and why they probably need to be done in a live context. Mm. And you can get away with doing them in a studio and that's fine, but it's not going to be as yeah, good. Yeah, they are written for a live worship. Definitely. They're not written for just, like, chilling at home. Yeah. 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 And... In- Congress. But yeah, but that's it really. I mean, it's a great album. I love the songs on it. Great experience. We'd love to have been there. It feels like it was a great experience. Um, but yeah, I just don't know how I feel about yeah. like the prophecy and all that stuff being left in there because I don't know. I'm not They're there. quite specific about it though, are they? They're like New York. Pew. You know what I mean? They're, like, they're quite specific yeah. about calling out the people there rather than yeah. like, they don't like go if you're listening at home then yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever so yeah, but yeah. but i do hear that like some of that stuff does get i don't know which is why the album you is so detach. long the actual music itself doesn't actually take two hours <laughs> there's just so much i mean happen. i there's a there's a bloody lot of music here i mean though. there is like, there's, <laughs> there's so much music <laughs> like I don't think i've ever done a two hour show and even just like so back. will i itself goes on for about 10 years Mm. yeah <laughs> but there's some like songs that like just transition into each other there's mm. like some half an hour just non-stop bits there i think mm. they're just mad like but um which yeah cool but it's interesting to think about the crowd thing in it because like you know that sweaty intimate thing you said about like mm. you didn't you didn't say the word intimate so sorry about that sweaty <laughs> energy <laughs> thing <laughs> that you said about the James Brown one. Yeah. This kind of like feels the opposite, doesn't it? It feels like really big, like yeah. And I, but I, I think like 
the crowd are obviously louder. You can obviously hear there's more people. But I don't think there's any less energy on the James Brown one as mm. there is here from an album that's like proper old. You know, proper, mm. proper old. And I think like that I was surprised. I thought I was going to come into this saying, well, you can tell that like technology has advanced so much and you can hear the crowd and mm. you can hear all these things and you can see that you can hear that it's missing on the James Brown one. But that's not true. No. That's not true at all. No. I think they really both stand up in an amazing. I think they're two really great live bands. Mm. I think they both think. very well mixed and mastered and mm. and performed and performed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine James Brown just doing a little pros- prophecy for you. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty spiritual, wasn't he? Like, I think you know? so. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, which we may found out in the quiz. <laughs> Later on. Uh-huh. Oh. No spoilers, please. This voice. Adam, thoughts? I mean, with Hillsong, you kind of know what you're getting. Like you said, they'd add, what, this is their 15th live album. Um, so they know what they're doing. They've been doing it since 98th, if not before, doing big live shows or big live worship, Sunday morning gatherings, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, an, it's, it's good. It's interesting. Um it raises some questions from some, but not from me because you know used to it. But I can imagine some people who may who might be listening to this who maybe don't go to church, aren't Christian, blah blah blah, um, might listen to it and be like, "Well, this is all very nice. What's the point? Why are you putting on a big live flashy show? It's just another concert, which is interesting." Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know what you're getting. The, it's all musically wise. They're all brilliant. Um, it's quite a large band. Um, they're very adept at what they do. Um, they know how to put on a good show. Not to say that it doesn't have the spiritual aspect of it, but they, they put on a good show. You know what I mean? It hits all the markers. Um, it's got the highs, it's got the lows, not lows, but you know, quite a bit. Um, it's got the emotional kind of bits. It hits all the markers for a really good show. Um, and yes, it does have that spiritual aspect, which for some people, makes it even more special. And and I think that's important. I think they as... I think their main goal, like you were saying before, Grace, you know, well, you, Matt, whichever one of you it was, you blend into, into one. Which is the one same person, person at just this the same point. Person. You know. um, when, they, when they go into, like, you know, the, the mixing booth or whatever, however albums are done these days... Um, <laughs> I can imagine that not only do they sit there and go, right, how can we make this, like, audio loop? Is that the word? I don't think audio is this... a word. Audially? What's the word I'm looking for? Like, visually, but for, for sound. <laughs> sonically. Sonically, thank you. How can we sonically make this just really, really good and, like, really reachable? I think they do do that, and they do factor that in when mixing them and planning the shit. But I think they also think, right, how can we bring the atmosphere and the presence that we get doing the live show, how can we bring that into people's homes? Because I think that's that's what's so important because it, it's not just a normal album. This is a Christian album. This is a worship album. So it's important that it's got that aspect of how can we bring the presence and the spirituality aspect that we would have felt live into people's homes. And I think Hillsong albums, this one especially, does that really well. You You get the sense of things went on there and you can you can be brought in to that kind of atmosphere almost 
me. So mm. really good. Were there any standout songs, Adam? Anything like so I already really like the song Relentless. Come and on. the remix of that was good. Um We used sorry. to do that. I was so, I was reminiscing about when we used to do that as like kids basically. You know, we used to play yeah. that. I I don't think we ever played it. I might oh, have played I it once with you. Oh. But I thought you did. I really enjoy it. Just really squash that memory. I know. Um, but then I was brought into it because the second half of this album has so many songs that me and you, Matt, did do and have done. St- still do. Still do. Um, <laughs> so really good. still running that train. You know, the stand <laughs> from the inside out came to my rescue. Um, oh, praise the name. With everything is one that particularly stands out. Um, good Grace, really good song. Um, Oceans, which has been done to death <laughs> um, by most churches, I think, but that's okay. It's really good. Um, yeah, so really, really good. Um, a nice little trip down memory lane in the second half, um, which was nice. Um, yeah, so a solid, solid, solid album. Nice. Do you want to know what I think? Yes. I think... Maggie just trashed I, it now. <laughs> Terrible. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> I, I don't think you get, like in this genre, I don't think you get many better sounding bands than this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I just think they sound so great. And like the journey they like bring people on is just really great. And the the way they talk in the middle, like I, I learned quite a lot about stuff like that. Like, it's not just, it is a big gig and a massive gig and like lights and everything, but there are like moments of like just pers- just personal touch moments, you know, and like past- pastoral moments, I guess you call them. Um, and I I just think the, they write so well, like their machines, like this, um, like writing for a communal audience, communal isn't the right word, but um, I don't know. Congregation. But, congregational uh, music I think is is harder than you think it is and they, they do they just smash it every year mm. do you know what I mean really and not just with like mediocre songs but like with hits after hits this is two hours of like songs that you could just sing along to mm. you know after a bit of time um, learning them and just being with them like I think by the time you get to most second half of songs you're like I, can, I think I know that chorus you know what I mean I think I can sing along that and like mm. it just starts really big and great and it has like those real great dynamic moments. I love like Wonder, right? So they, d- I think, and I haven't checked this, but they, the song starts at least a good three BPM slower than it finishes. Oh. And it does that like common people thing, you know, where that song speeds up like midway through and it, it's like a really slow, gradual BPM change. And you might have only gone up like three BPM but it feels like you're actually taking off. And I think there's a lot of skill <laughs> to do that live. I think that's hard to do. I think that's so hard to do. And Oceans does the same thing, but it does the opposite. So Oceans actually slows down 2 BPM oh. um, when it hits the instrumental part, right? And like from experience mm. of playing this live, it feels like it drags like forever. It goes on forever. And you're like, this is so awkward when you're like, got your in-ears mixing because we've a lot of us have played these songs live haven't we but mm. but i was thinking about it and thinking like i've never in all my experience or gigs that i've done 
hit a level that I think I was anywhere near as good as this album. No, definitely. Mm. And and maybe like I can think of a couple <laughs> of times when me and Adam like were just really I don't know, it all clicked. Like everyone was on fire and everyone was doing a great job and everyone was smashing it. But they're like, and it's not that we do a bad job, but it's just that like these guys have just found such a like, I don't know, they just are smashing it. I think you know what what, I mean? what kind of does it for them? I guess is it it this is. I'm not gonna wear this. It's not their identity. It's not their whole identity, but it's a strong part of their identity. This is what they do. This is what they've been called to do. That's probably a better That's way. It. This is what they were born to do. You know what I mean? And they've they found that they recognize it. They don't do it lightly, but you know, they, they do it with, with ease. a sense with ease, yeah, but they do it with a sense of right, this, this I'm doing it. Well, it's you're doing it for a greater purpose, aren't you? And I think that's because they work on it that hard it, and, and it you know, it comes to them so well. That's probably why yeah. it's just that that good. Yeah. No, that's a good thought process, isn't it? And I, I love this thing they do where um where like Joel Houston takes the song at the beginning and starts the song in this low key and then Ted takes it for the build and then this guy Matt takes it and does like the same as she's doing, but like it's up an octave for him. So like he's just like smashing it out. And then by the end of the song there's a big blend of all of them singing. But you've not realised that they have done this like Joel couldn't have took that whole song Taya could have took that whole song but it wouldn't you know the three of them doing it together it's just absolutely like I don't know whose idea that was and I think it's probably come from a place of like Joel Houston had like I I don't know doesn't have the strongest voice you know or has like a very or doesn't have a big range anymore as he did like 20 years ago of touring mm. or whatever but but I just think that is so clever and such a smart way of doing things, and they've really like, I don't know, I can't, I don't know any other bands that are doing that sonically, like just taking amazing arrangements like that. Um, I some highlights were Good Grace, I really liked that. Ready or not, I thought it was really inviting and really great, just, just really great. Whole Heart, I thought it was great, and So Will I was just so good. It's just such a good song, and like, mm. I don't know. Sketchy in the feels, you know what I mean? Get you right in the feels. And um I like I've had I've had some moments with this album, right? Where like last night when I was listening to it, I was like crying at something. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like and then this morning when I got up and I was listening to it in the shower, I was like bouncing out the shower, just buzzing, you know what I mean? Like just absolutely buzzing halfway through a coffee, like feeling grace. And yeah, I don't know. I I find a lot of albums, worship albums. I find them very tedious and disingenuous and a lot of them I want to leave at work and not bring home. <laughs> mm. But there's something about Hillsong United that are different mm. and I have I just have profound moments with, which I can't really explain. And it's probably like what we call a special source, but it's just a bit, it's just a different source or it's mm. a different flavour, you know, it's different. There's, each person is like born to bring their own different, flavor of the same sauce you know what i mean mm. and i just um yeah and the other thing is taya's voice is just sick man mm. it's it is. some notes there are like wow i i never it's like it's like that rocket's taken off again i've never i've never heard mm. anyone like 
hit vocals live that strong. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like some of the, some of those notes I didn't even think existed. You know what I mean? So <laughs> just think it's really great. It's, it's really amazing. great. Good stuff, guys. What was what would you rather if you had to delete one? It's kind of a weird choice this week, isn't it? Because it like yeah. there's two like Grace is right when she says it's like two different camps of like what we do and who we are and where we live and stuff. Ooh, where we live, that doesn't make sense, but, <laughs> but, but you know, like our our being. But um, Adam, do you want to start us off? Which one would you rather? I'd probably take the James Brown album. Cool stuff. Yeah, just no reason. Just a bit more fun, I guess. Maybe you just like it more. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think there's enough covers of the Hillsong album that you could <laughs> sack that off, and you'd still hear the Belters. Mm. <laughs> you do have a point a good point there yeah. do you? if you get rid of the 15th one you still got another 14 to listen to I, mm. I, I am going to pick the Hillsong album you know I'm, so, I'm sorry to be that guy but but it just I really did there's not a lot of music I've listened to and gone this is like on this podcast we've gone this is giving me some good feels and there has been mm. some stuff like david bowie has done that you know the, that first zombies album did that but that james brown album didn't i just Fair. thought this is cool this is great mm. would you put the hillsong album in your hall of fame i know we're not doing I, it for the now, contemporary i think album. i'll ruin it for you now but i think both these albums are five star albums okay wow i I think James Brown would be in my Hall of Fame. <clears throat> so you're, Grace, you're calling that going in your Hall of Fame? I think I'm going to put it in. Wow. Come on, Grace. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Amazing. So good. What, what do you think, Adam? What would you... I, I would put the Hillsong one in my Hall of Fame, but there's I just... Mean, there's just... I could probably just listen to it forever again. Yeah, I don't know. I, to be fair, because of the the breadth of songs some of the older songs and so and obviously the newer songs it, it probably would probably would go in in there um yeah i think i would yeah, yeah. i th- I think it's really special mm. yeah but i but i do hear that like there's another 14 <laughs> of them yeah. i do hear that but um but there's sometimes it's not about like the arms and I'm about to contradict myself, but it's about the moments, you know what I mean? Mm. And there are special moments. Now, don't want to bring this up again, but I didn't, I didn't hear many moments on that McFly album. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't even, don't, don't even talk to me about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and but so, it's different parks in it. Like they're not comparable, really. But every album can have a moment. Mm. It can. And but the didn't. intention of a worship album is that the entire thing is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Especially a live worship album. Yes. Shroom. Like McFly went looking for some kind of spiritual connection. No, but they also uh, didn't seem to be looking for a good album. No, I mean, I'll go with you. That album, actually, that wasn't the, the greatest of all time. I agree. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Still a bit bitter and sore about that, you know. But um, I can tell. so so anyway, you know, 
Yeah, but I'd probably give both of them five to answer your question, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> but for different reasons. But yeah. that mm. that thing about like it being 1963 and that sounding that good is is astonishing mm, definitely that, that album sounds yeah. that good yeah that and it's that old that's a, that's amazing Spat. so good yeah that deserves to be in this list you know what i mean no yeah, doubt it does yes yeah. when we talk about albums whether they deserve how did they get so far up this one it's like one of the best live no albums doubt. of all time like yeah i think it could yeah, even yeah. be higher to be honest mm. there it is i think there is a call to say that i think you're right Let's write a letter. As in, what would you rate the James Brown album? Um, I'll go for a 4.8. Brilliant. Guys, I think this is the the best rated album. It must be that mm. we've done. I think so. Yeah. Are you really both giving good. it five? No. I'm giving it a five, yeah. I'm going to give, give it a five. five. Grace, why are you giving it? Um, I'm saying a four. Oh, so Just it goes in your Hall of Fame. I assumed it was a five, sorry. See, it's because I'll go to my grave defending Aretha, right? Whatever I gave Aretha, I can't give this more. Because <laughs> she is the best thing that ever happened to the world of music. <laughs> she is the okay. best thing. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Cool. Well, there we go. I think it's probably still, it's probably close up there, isn't it? But mm. no. Me and Grace both gave Red five by um by Taylor Swift. Is this better? Is this better than Red, Grace? No, no, it's not. Red is better. Red is better because as great as this is and the sound, like I'm not gonna like those songs aren't stuck in my head. Mm, yeah, do you know what That's I mean? Fair. They're not stuck in my head. Cool. Brilliant. Sounds good. There, it does lack a hit, doesn't it? Like a proper hit. Mm. Yeah. Like, like if you'd have been doing hit. I Feel Good or something by this point, yeah. or, mm. or Papa's Got a Brand New Bag or anything like that, which I know are more funk kind of later on, mm. but if you'd have been doing anything like that and this one just broke out one of those, it mm. would have been. I'd say the structure of the songs on this album, you couldn't necessarily say that they were like clever. Yeah. Guys, I, I'm I'm not. Let's not talk ourselves down though. I'm, it's great. It's a four point eight. I'm going with that. <laughs> we talk. We talk. I've got it. down. I've got <laughs> down. Great, guys. Do you want a quiz? Amazing. Guys, we're going to play a James Brown special. And I tried to think of a funny, clever name, but I couldn't. So it's called James Brown or James Brown. Nice. So it's it's true or false, basically. Did James Brown say it or did he not? Easy. Grace, couldn't get any easier than this. Come on, I'm ready. You need to get some... You've got a long way back. I'm concentrating. Can you... um? Can, I, can you say all the quotes no, in a James Brown 
voice. <laughs> I don't know how James Brown talks. You'll have to help me out, Adam. So, say, for example, you're saying the, the, the quote is, let's go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you got to get the band in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got to get. So if I do the quotes, you guys will do the, yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid I'm not going to do this. But Tell me, all right. All right. One, two, three, four. I need to, li- I can do it in a uh, Pastor Joel voice if you'd rather. Of course you can. So the first one is, cool. I just thank God for all the blessings. A James Brown or a James Frown? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the question, Adam. I'm saying a brown. I'm I'm saying a, I'm saying a brown too. You both going to Brown Town? <laughs> yep. It's a James Brown. Well it's done. Brown. Hey, you, 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 you. So here's the next one. Hair is the first thing and teeth the second. Hair and teeth. A man got those two things, he got it all. I mean, that's a James Brown. Mm. I, think that's Adam, I wish I'd just given you these quotes to read out <laughs> instead of me. I don't know whether that's a very reliable James Brown impression. I'm rich. I'm just ripping off Eddie Murphy when he talks about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Teddy Murphy's impression. You're, bo- You're both right. Hey. Okay, next one. I remember that one time on stage when I accidentally visited Brown Town myself. I was pretty <laughs> ill, that show. That's a frown. <sighs> yeah, it's a frown. You're both correct. Hey, yeah. I don't think you ever say Brown Town. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Brown Town. For goodness sake, look at all those cakes. <laughs> Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a That's something to live by, though. <laughs> I'm going to say a frown. It's a frown. I'm going to say a brown. Oh, for goodness sake. Look at all this cake. Grace, now what, what do you think it is? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll stick to it. I won't make it boring. I won't make it boring. It was James Brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's actually uh, unbelievable. I'm not playing. How good Adam is at these quizzes. It's like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not embarrassing for me, Grace, <sighs> just to let you know. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> You ready for the next one? Yeah. I don't know karate, but I'm a black belt in dancing. Frown. Big old frown. I'm going to say frown as well. (laughs) It is a frown. The actual quote was, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. (laughs) That's a bit gross. It's a bit gross. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. 
You're never going to keep me down. That's a, that's a James Brown right there. Brown. But imagine it isn't. Are you saying a brown? What are you mm. saying, Grace? Are you saying it's a brown or a Grace frown? Grace hasn't said anything, I don't think. I, don't, um, I thought she said brown. What, what did you say? Mm, what, did, what are you saying? <laughs> brown. I'm going with frown. <laughs> it's a James Fadown. <laughs> Tub thumping chumbawamba. <laughs> you drink the whiskey, you drink the whiskey. Okay. Last one. Grace, you can't win. Sorry. <laughs> hey. Some like them fat. Some like them tall. Some like them short. Some like them skinny. It's I like the all my. Of short. I like all my fries the same. Nice. Brav. I'm going to go with the brav. What do you think, Grace? Sorry. Brav. I think his people are his people. You know. His chips are his chips. His <laughs> fries are his fries. <laughs> it's a James Fadal. Ah. Oh what a curveball. Could have had a clean sweep. Oh, <sighs> Should have had a good Could have. So the score was six four to All Adam. right. And I'm I'll have to check, but I think that's five in a row. I think that's I everything. I think it's like three, four. I think I've won the overall everything. <laughs> Which all you're doing, Grace, is making it that Adam has to come up with more jingles quicker. That's it. That's it. To I'm be okay yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if it was my quiz, I wouldn't be making the jingle anyway. So I mean that's just rude. <laughs> I think I think we I think the people want to hear you guys and your creative I, endeavors. I don't think the people need to hear. I think people need to hear some some jingles. A real days. catalyst would provide jingles. Mm. You know that's all I'm saying. Mm. Which is what I was doing because I am a catalyst, and not Grace. Wow. Let's let the people decide. Grace is the catfish catalyst. That's what <laughs> oh, the CC. But there you go. Right. Well, that was another round of Who Said That? And Adam, you're on the quiz next week. Okay. I'll have to think of one. Yeah. Grace, maybe um, you could pick the genre that Adam Adam's new jingle is in. So, when a few podcasts ago, uh, our podcast guest and friend of the show, Daniel Latham, uh, requested oh, yeah. that it be a more mellow one. So I don't know whether whether that's the the vibe we're going for, or Grace, have you got any other ideas? Country. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> Hey, how about some <laughs> mellow country? Mm. Mellow. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Like, take us to Nashville. Can you imagine the apologies Adam's got to do when he brings <laughs> out the country accent? <laughs> like, oh, I'm going full, 
full Folsom prison, Johnny Cash. Mama Blood. said, oh. I would like to feature. Mama said. Oh, I'm not, right, I'm not having, I'm not <laughs> inserting key phrases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, what a great quiz that sounds like. What did Mama, Mama said? Say? <laughs> Amazing. Well, we'll leave that with you, Adam. And we'll okay. um, pick it up next week. And on the country theme, would you like to know what next week's albums are? Mm. Yeah. If if this has all come together, this is incredible. I, I didn't think the next one was country. We are going to listen to Stank Onia by Outkast. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Slight country. But not. not country all. <laughs> Which I can't wait to listen to. I've been waiting for this. This was one of the albums that made me pick the new list. I'm just going to put uh, it out oh, there. Oh, wow. Just going to put it out there. So it's this um, album's fault? It's, it's all this album's fault. Two stars. Um, and so we're going to compare it. And Adam, I know I'm going to hear something that you don't want to hear, but we're going to listen to it. Beam Me Up Scotty by Nicki Minaj. Okay. <laughs> She's very talented, Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? I do Is hate she? the song Starships because it came out when in the year that everyone was turning 18. Um, and so every 18th I went to, <laughs> Starship played and, and yeah. I told you about the time I cried to that song. We've, just, we've talked about that before. We have, we have, because Starships are meant to fly. Hallelujah. <laughs> Brilliant. Did you, did you cry when he goes, let's go to the beach, beach? Is that the bit that makes you, because I want to What's the bit where it says about it? No. F who you want, well, higher than like. Yeah, a high, that's it, higher than a, higher anyway. Than yeah, well, guys, we've reached that point in the podcast where Adam, it's time for your weekly mm. affirmation. Just there. There's no um, genre for these affirmations like last week. These are just your bog standard self-love affirmations. Yeah? Mm. We all need a bit of self-love. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah? Why, where does that come from, Adam? No idea. Like, yeah. No idea, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's here to say, yeah? It's so like, you literally don't say that at all until we do this, isn't it? Yeah? <laughs> love yourself yeah hey <laughs> hey now shh, shh, shh. just get on board yeah <laughs> yeah so bit of bit of self-love ones and i think these these are important for you to yeah. uh to get on board so look in the mirror say to yourself quietly maybe close your eyes quiet your heart there we go <laughs> i am capable of doing anything i put my mind to my feelings deserve to be expressed. I allow them mm. to flow. Don't keep it bottled up. Let them flow. Yeah. Let them flow. Open up the floodgates. <laughs> Let them flow. This is a good one. I nourish my body, mind, and soul. Ain't no good just nourishing one. Gonna nourish all three. <laughs> mind, body, and soul. We are we are tripartite beings. We're we're mm. three in one. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done this all in James Brown accent. I feel. <laughs> I accept and love no. I, yeah. I accept and love you. I accept and love you. <laughs> <laughs> we already did a daily affirmation. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Here we go. Let's get serious again. Yeah. Let's do some business. So, I am gentle with myself and my mistakes. I understand they are a great way to learn. Yeah, you've been harsh with yourself. Be gentle. <laughs> be kind. Be kind isn't just a motto for other people, for you to be kind to them. Be kind to yourself. Inward. Charity starts at home, people. 
Yeah. yeah. In the heart. Yeah. And then the final one. <laughs> I am doing my best, and that is enough. Mm. Which is Absolutely. what I want written on my grave. I did my best. <laughs> that was enough. that was enough. So f off. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a um, you know. A quote from Elvedi that right that doing our best <laughs> and that is enough. And hey, that's enough. You might not like it, but it, it's who we are. It's our new tagline. Amazing. Adam, thank you so much. Hey, and welcome. thank you to each person listening and you know, partaking in those affirmations. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't <laughs> yeah. you subscribe to the podcast? Um yeah, subscribe if it's your first time. I can't speak. Subscribe if it's your first time. Uh you can follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Elvanilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, yours is? Uh, at Adam Courtney 95. Grace? At Grace underscore Salmons. Brilliant. So you can go grab a t shirt on Teespring. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Send in some, uh, get your questions in. We're going to do next week, we're actually doing an after dark, aren't we? Ooh. Get your questions in. What mm. do you want us to answer? Yeah, get them in. We want to hear them. Ask us questions, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if it's possible on your device, why don't you leave us a positive review? Because it helps other people like you find the podcast. Brilliant. So good. Guys, it's been a good week. Great week. It's been a cracker. Good week. Hope you have a good week in the week ahead. And I'll see you again next time. See you soon. Bye.